in one of the least surprising announcements for candidate of the President of the United States, Joe Biden is running. He's been Biden his time. And yes, I stole that from the Daily Wire, but I thought it was really cool. So I'll give him a little bit of props. Let's unpack this mess and let's talk about what he what challenges Biden's going to face, uh, how he can actually win the presidency. And let's talk about his video. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Okay, so hope you guys are having a good night or a good day, whichever, whenever time you decide to actually listen to this. Uh, let's talk about Joe, Sleepy Joe, as, as Mr. Trump calls him. In probably the least surprising development in the presidential race, Joe Biden has made his announcement that he is going to be a candidate. He made the announcement from a video uh, that was released today on YouTube. It was actually released really early in the morning. So I think this video was actually out long for two, three hours before even the news media outlets picked it up. So let's listen to it. Charlottesville, Virginia is home to the author of one of the great documents in human history. We know it by heart. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights. We've heard it so often, it's almost a cliche, but it's who we are. We haven't always lived up to these ideals. Jefferson himself didn't, but we have never before walked away from them. Charlottesville is also home to a defining moment for this nation in the last few years. It was there on August of 2017, we saw Klansmen and white supremacists and neo-Nazis come out in the open. Their crazed faces, illuminated by torches, veins bulging and burying the fangs of racism, chanting the same anti-Semitic bile heard across Europe in the 30s. And they were met by a courageous group of Americans. And a violent clash ensued. And a brave young woman lost her life. And that's when we heard the words of the President of the United States that stunned the world and shocked the conscience of this nation. He said there were, quote, some very fine people on both sides. Very fine people on both sides? With those words, the President of the United States assigned a moral equivalence between those spreading hate and those with the courage to stand against it. And in that moment, I knew the threat to this nation was unlike any I had ever seen in my lifetime. I wrote at the time that we're in the battle for the soul of this nation. Well, that's even more true today. We are in the battle for the soul of this nation. I believe history will look back on four years of this president and all he embraces as an aberrant moment in time. But if we give Donald Trump eight years in the White House, he will forever and fundamentally alter the character of this nation, who we are, and I cannot stand by and watch that happen. The core values of this nation are standing in the world, our very democracy. Everything that has made America, America is at stake. That's why today I'm announcing my candidacy for President of the United States. Folks, America's an idea. An idea that's stronger than any army, bigger than any ocean, more powerful than any dictator or tyrant. 
It gives hope to the most desperate people on earth. It guarantees that everyone is treated with dignity and gives hate no safe harbor. It instills in every person in this country the belief that no matter where you start in life, there's nothing you can achieve if you work at it. That's what we believe. And above all else, that's what's at stake in this election. We can't forget what happened in Charlottesville. Even more important, we have to remember who we are. Yes, I made you listen to all three minutes of that video. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sure you probably are just killing it listening to that. By the way, if you go to my uh, website, you go to my blog site, Dumbasses Talking Politics, you can actually, .com, you can actually watch the actual video. Of course, President Trump had his own thoughts about Biden joining. He tweeted right after it, uh, the video was released. He's he said, uh, welcome to the race, Sleepy Joe. Not sure I like that name. I only hope you have the intelligence, long in doubt, to wage a successful primary campaign. It will be nasty. You will be dealing with people who truly have some very sick and demented ideas. But if you make it, I will see you at the starting gate. It's actually not too bad. Initial polls took a scare uh, took look a little scary for Trump. As of now, Biden is shown to be eight points ahead of Trump if the election were to take place today. Again, we got to be careful with polls. They weren't right at all with the Hillary Clinton with the 2016 election, but we can look at it. And Biden is a moderately strong candidate, not the strongest, but he's moderately strong. Biden is a moderate. Uh, is a moderate Democrat, and I think that he could be embraced by a lot of Democrats and independents because of that. He also has a lot of experience. He's been a senator since 1973 through 2009, serves as the chair for the Senate Foreign Relations Committee. He served as vice president under Barack Obama from 2009 to 2010, 2017, excuse me. He has run for president, lost, and lost both times in 1988 and 2008. He comes across as a regular guy, which has always made him popular with blue-collar workers, and he's a he's very popular with unions. But with that being said, he definitely has some challenges that might be why he doesn't make it past the primaries. First off, Joe Biden can't seem to get out of his own way whenever he runs for anything. He's not the sharpest knife in the drawer and will always will say some things that are insensitive, crude, or just stupid. Again, on my website, I've got a video of all his gaps, so go, go visit that. Um, he's been making stupid statements since he got into politics. Uh, as a matter of fact, one of the reasons I believe that he was kept silent in the years under the Barack Obama administration as they didn't want him saying anything. And, well, he was really not that important in that administration. The problem with making a lot of bad statements is going to lead to a lot of apologies. 
Heck, it's even started before he joined the race. He has already apologized for for his stance on the Anita Hill testimony against Clarence Thomas about his support for the crime bill in 1994, where crime would be um, held would be a lot less. Um, Criminals would be a lot less embraced than they are today. And his creepy conduct around women, and we're going to get to more of that in a second. That's going to be another problem he has. But he also had to apologize for something as stupid as saying that Mike Pence was a decent guy. So this guy, for the last three months, has been apologizing. Uh, if you go to my website, you will actually see there's a link to the Washington Examiner that really describes some of the things he's been saying for the last few months. I have a hard time believing that all this stuff isn't going to dog him throughout his campaign. The Washington, um, I, all the gas are going to be used against him by all his opponents, including President Trump, both Republican and Democrats. And his apologies are going to get old. And I got a feeling he might be apologizing apologizing a lot more. The other challenge is going to be his Me Too gaffes. Unless you've been living under a rock, uh, Joe Biden has a, had a history of getting a little too cozy for people. He's been like this for years. This is nothing new. He's been doing this since the 80s. But for some reason, <laughs> it's being brought up today. Now, as far as his gaffes go, as far as his touchy-touchy, sniffing hair, kissing people, garbage like that, I don't think he's a sexual predator or a harasser. And I don't think a lot of people believe he's like that. I think he's a touchy-feely guy. I'm too. But I've learned to change with the times. I've learned I can't say things, I can't do things that I have in the past. He hasn't. And this is going to be a big problem. He doesn't understand about the new rules that men have to follow in society. He shouldn't feel bad about it. I don't think anybody knows the new rules because they change so often. There's no standard for behavior anymore. Uh, but he, but he, but his problems are that in an apology for this, he had to admit he did not understand that he had to change with the times, this may be something the left will tolerate, but I kind of doubt it, especially his opponents. Listen to his apology. Folks, in the coming month, I expect to be talking to you about a whole lot of issues, and I'll always be direct with you, but today I want to talk about gestures of support and encouragement that I've made to women and some men, and I've made them uncomfortable. And I always try to be, uh, in my career, I've always tried to make a human connection. That's my responsibility, I think. I shake hands, I hug people, I, I grab men and women by the shoulders and say, you can do this. And, and, uh, and whether they're women, men, young, old, it's, it's the way I've always been. It's the way I've tried to show I care about them and I'm listening. And over the years, knowing what I've been through, the things that I've faced, I've found that scores, if not hundreds of people have come up to me and reached out for solace and comfort, something, something, anything that may help them get through the tragedy they're going through. And, 
And, uh, and, and so I, it's just, just who, who I am. And I've never thought of politics as cold and antiseptic. I, I've always thought it about connecting with people. As I said, shaking hands, uh, hands on the shoulder, a hug, uh, encouragement. And now, and now it's all about taking selfies together. Uh, you know, social norms have begun to change. They've shifted. And the boundaries of protecting personal space have been reset. And I get it. I get it. I hear what they're saying. I understand it. And I'll be much more mindful. That's my responsibility. My responsibility, and I'll meet it. But I'll always believe governing, quite frankly, life for that matter, is about connecting, about connecting with people. That won't change. But I will be more mindful and respectful of people's personal space. And that's a good thing. That's a good thing. I've worked my whole life to empower women. I've worked my whole life to prevent abuse. I've written, and, and so the idea that I can't adjust to the fact that personal space is important, more important than it's ever been, is, is, is just not thinkable. I will. I will. That statement, that apology says something. It says that he's not with the left. He is not the kind of guy who's going to be able to uh, conform. If he can't conform on something that is as simple as don't touch women, things like that, he's going to have a problem. Again, I don't think this guy did anything bad. I think he actually, that's just the way he is. He touches women and he touches everyone and it's uncomfortable and he doesn't realize that we're living in a different world. But <laughs> that's far from his only problem. Another problem Biden has is that he's not squeaky clean, and this could be a big problem, and this will make him pull himself from the race before it even gets going, before the primary is even complete. Uh, he has a very checkered past. He lied about his standing in law school. He said he was at the top of his class, and then when someone actually fact-checked him, he ended up being at the bottom of his class. I don't think that's going to kill him. I don't think that's that big of a deal. But it's something that people will bring up to try and destroy him, either Republican or Democrat. He actually had to end his 1988 presidential bid because he plagiarized a speech he made. I don't think uh, he, uh, he plagiarized a speech he made. Plagiarism could be kind of a bit of a problem, but I think that. It could fall by the wayside, uh, but he has a much, much bigger problem than that. In April 2014, Biden went to the Ukraine for a negotiation of some kind. I don't know what it is. I didn't read the entire article. After he left, that very same month, his son was named to the board of a Ukrainian natural gas company. Okay, wait for it. It does get better. Money was being funneled to Hunter, Hunter's, uh, that's Biden's son, Hunter's company in the United States. Ukraine, Ukraine started investigating the trans, uh, transactions and creepy Uncle Joe came to the rescue. He went to Ukraine and threatened to pull a $1 billion in U.S. loans to, the Ukraine, to Ukraine. The investigating Ukrainian uh, prosecutor was fired. So how do we know this is true? 
because Biden admitted it in an interview in 2016. Don't believe me? Listen to this. I had gotten a commitment from Poroshenko. They would take action against a state prosecutor, and they didn't. I said, I'm telling you, you're not getting a billion dollars. I said, you're not getting a billion. I'm going to be leaving here. And I think it was, what, six hours? I looked, I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Oh, son of a <laughs> got fired. And they put in place someone who was solid at the time. Oops. That's definitely going to come up during the election cycle. And it's definitely going to be looked at. It's definitely going to be investigated. And I, that's going to be before he even sees Trump in the run to the election. So I think we can dismiss Mr. Biden. He's probably going to be done at that point. Um, but that's not even all Joe uh, Biden's problems are going to lead to. Biden's biggest challenge is going to be from the left. Joe Biden is a moderate, sort of. He's going to remain a moderate. I believe he does not embrace all the crazy stuff that the left-wing socialists are peddling. I believe Bernie Sanders does not, he does not buy anything that Bernie Sanders is saying, for example. He has 45 years of past records that are going to show this, and the left knows it. Here's a tweet sent out by the Justice Democrats, uh, at Justice Democrats, reminding people of Biden's past record. Joe Biden is out of touch with the center of energy in the Democratic Party today. Now, mind you, is out of touch, which is basically what he said in his apology uh, video. With the center of energy, the center of energy is a very important term because it's talking about the actual left, the radical left. The radical left is not the, is not the majority of Democrats, but the, but the left, the radical left is the loudest. So that's a real important thing to remember in the Democratic Party today. So they list future Democrats future, and this is a little mean, a Medicare for all, Green New Deal, free college, rejecting corporate money, ending mass incarceration and deportation. And then they show another one, Joe Biden's past votes for the Iraq war, for bankruptcy reform, for mass incarceration, against school desegregation, and against marriage inequality. Okay, so Biden, he was for the Iraq war. So was everybody except, I think it was literally only Barack Obama who was against the Iraq war. I don't know much about the Bankruptcy Reform Act, so I'm not really going to talk about that. Mass incarceration, he believes, and by the way, that's a play on words. He believed, he believed in 1994, 93, that the, uh, the crime bill that was passed would actually make it tougher for criminals. If at the time there was a lot of gang activity in 1994, people were killing people, uh, drugs were a major problem. He believed that drug dealers, not drug users, but drug dealers should face some time in jail, especially if they were armed. So mass incarceration is, that's not exactly a good term. School desegregation. Here's something 
that I really push. The Democrats have always been racist. The racist party has been the Democrat, Democrat party, not the Republican party. As a matter of fact, the first Republican president, everyone should know this, first Republican president was Abraham Lincoln, and his goal was to free the slaves. So Biden was actually against school desegregation. He lost that bout, obviously, and marriage equality. I don't know why this is such a huge shock. Most people were against gay marriage, and that's what it is. It's gay marriage. It's not marriage equality. Okay, they, uh, Gays could still, homosexuals or whatever they need to be called today, because I hear you can't call a gay man a gay man or a homosexual. You have to call him, I don't know what you call him, a she or a he or an it or a she or whatever they call it. But he was against gay marriage. So was Barack Obama. So was Hillary and Bill Clinton. There were a lot of people that were against gay marriage. But the point is that the extreme left, the energy of the party, the AOCs, the Ilhan Omars, the Rashida Tlaibs, they're the ones with the energy. They may not have the majority of the Democratic Party, but they have the most energy of the Democratic Party. That's going to be a problem. And there's where the questions will come in. What is he going to say? What is he going to do? Is he going to try and bring some sanity to the Democratic Party and stay pretty moderate, trying to explain his positions? Or is he going to move further to the left to satisfy the crazy and loud left by adopting these crazy positions? Is he going to actually adopt... Uh, is he going to adopt giving voting rights to uh, people who are still in prison? Is he going to adopt the craziness that's happening in the southern border? Is he going to adopt the absolutely insane and genocidal policies that the, uh, that the Democrats want to create, that the left wants to create with abortion? If he decides to do the latter, if he decides to actually go with the move further to the left, it will look disingenuous and he'll his run will be a short time. He'll be just seen as nothing but a liar because he was never believed in that garbage before. Listen, I thought the video was good. The same platform as every, every person running, but good. His point that the country is not what the Trump administration is about is right on. Trump is has moral and ethical issues. He's crude and he's brash. And he doesn't seem all that smart. He must be, he's a billionaire, but he doesn't he seems like he seems like a civilian running as a politician. That's not what the United States is about. It's not about Trump. People do not want to say, I'm about, I am like Donald Trump. I'm not. I'm a conservative, but I'm not like Donald Trump. That's why Donald Trump is a very unpopular president. Also, adding all the stock video of the history of the United States was very effective. It showed the United States was a, was a great, is a great country. And we have a rich past. We did the right things. It was actually 
to be honest with you, a very conservative video. It was not a left-wing nut job video that AOC does while she's cooking potatoes or, I don't know, potatoes fart or whatever, but whatever she's making. But it also showed things that will not work and may hurt him with voters. The video never said anything about how he was going to fix the country. Nothing about why people should vote for him. No policies. This is ungood for what people care about. They want to know what he's going to do. If Biden is going to ride on the Trump sucks, so go with me platform, which all 416 members of all 416 candidates are already doing, he's not going to get through the primary. He's an old, straight, moderate, rich, white guy. He doesn't have a chance. As Ben Shapiro said, today is going to be his best day. But I got to tell you something. Wouldn't it be fun to watch Trump and Biden debate? Oh my God, that would be pure comedy. It would have network pundits and truth seekers going absolutely crazy. Well, if you go to my website at www.dumbassestalkingpolitics.com, you can actually read uh, what I think about Biden. It's going to be a little bit more detailed. And you're also going to find a bunch of videos that I uploaded. You're also going to find um, a couple of links from the Washington Examiner and the Hill.com that actually brings more my point. Uh, if you can follow me on Twitter at RunninFool, R-U-N-N-I-N-F-E-W-L. I hope you had a nice night. I hope you enjoyed. Any, if you have any comments, please leave them for me. I'd love to hear any kind of criticism. Take care. Good night.